Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day and welcome to the final spring training edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice and we are here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, mere hours, technically. Days, hours from the beginning of the 2016 season. The defense of their American League East title. And uh, I, I for one, could not be more excited uh, another person who knows everything there is to know about excitement, uh, joining me as always. Old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. You're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm not unwell. You're not unwell. You are uh, unnerved, as I am, watching uh, games <laughs> live. It is amazing to think uh, that the Toronto Blue Jays used to have Las Vegas as the home of their AAA affiliate. Uh, the team that unfortunately got stuck with that affiliate is playing there right now on TV, the Mets, playing against the Cubs, and it is super weird. It is the strangest ballpark, yeah. It is the strangest ballpark because it's about <laughs> 450 feet to center field. The wall is 18 <laughs> feet high when you get out there. Uh, behind the plate, there is no, no wall, wall just, just, a, a just a screen, yeah. and a bunch of dudes sitting there looking like they're all about to die. <laughs> it is very strange. It's like how naked men are disproportionately tall because there's no like belt cutting them off. All these people, <laughs> right. it makes the whole the whole scene. Uh, other than the fact there's no ads, uh, it's very surreal. I like the no ads, but yeah, it's come on. Get it's pretty weird. Vegas, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Andrew Stoughton, what is uh, the deal? What's going on? <laughs> With respect to what? Do with your Toronto Blue Jays. The winding down of spring training and everybody hoping nobody gets hurt. Everybody hoping that they are not the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, you know, playing a bunch of scrubs in Montreal. It'll be good. Although I think some of the, you know, they, they've, they're they obligated on Friday. They're going to play some starters and then probably everybody's going to go back to Florida. Back to uh, Florida, right? Because they got to play against the Rays, right? Yeah. Which, is, which to me makes perfect sense. It's April... Weather's crappy. Get those two dome teams head to head. Yeah, get, get them lined why, right up. Why have why have two series where you know there's not going to be a rainout when you can just have one? <laughs> uh, so we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the comings and goings, the uh, the news as it surrounds your Toronto Blue Jays. They have pretty much finalized the roster. Not only did they finalize the roster and the people who are on it. They kind of uh, named named names and said, "You, this is going to be your job. This is going to be your job." And as we know, those are all set in stone for the rest of the year. So, what happens with the team that goes north to start the year, <laughs> or you know, west, in the case of the Blue Jays, north northish, northwestish, northwestish. Uh, that's that's fair, the team that finishes the year. Point. Yeah. As of you course, were, as, as they showed last year. As they showed last year, you know, remember Drew Hutchinson started on opening day, <laughs> and then he started game one of the playoffs as well. That's just the rule. That is, that's how that has to. That's yeah. how that has to work. Well, that's why he's starting opening day as well this year in Buffalo. Yep. I don't even know if he made. I don't know if he is the opening day starter for the Bisons. Is Randy Wolf still down there? <laughs> Randy Wolf still kicking around? Not Brad Penny. So he hung him up. Yeah, hung him up. Uh. At this point, this is when we do housekeeping and stuff. So you can always uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher or on Podbean or wherever else you uh, get your podcasts. Uh, but if you do do that and you have the opportunity, drop a rating on us. Give us a couple stars here or there. Be honest or uh, 
don't be honest. <laughs> be flattering and untrue. Be honest or say we're really good. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, we are sponsored by Patreon or run by Patreon or powered by Patreon, powered by our listeners, uh, for which we are forever in debt. We, of course, want to say thank you to everyone who's done that for one full year. Uh, I can't believe anyone did it even once. <laughs> and yet here we are. So thank you so much to everybody who's done that. Uh, we're maybe we'll go through again and and uh, we'll name names again. So if you didn't weren't listening to the beginning of the year last year, uh, maybe we'll hear someone's name or we'll hear your name for the first time. Yeah, once we start doing uh, regular season uh, podcasts, we'll start doing shout outs again. Or someone might get re shouted out, but if they've been if they've hung around a whole year since the last time we did shout outs, they deserve a second shout It's important that we do that when there's actual things to talk about. As yeah, opposed to all winter yeah. when we were looking at each other, <laughs> scratching our, our heads, wondering what we would talk about. But of course, if you are feel so inclined, head over to patreon.com slash birds all day. And, uh, and, and now's your chance. Now's your time because you're going to get a shout out if that's what you've been waiting for. There you go. If that's your incentive, then we got all the incentive you need. Uh, all the incentive I need is to know that... The next time we do this, the regular season will have begun. That's very true. The Orioles season will have already officially ended. <laughs> it is all very exciting, so we're going to talk about the upcoming year and everything that goes with it on this edition of Birds All Day. Okay, so, I think the biggest news of the week, uh, roster-wise, was the announcement that Aaron Sanchez, in fact, will break camp as a starter. Um, much, much to my chagrin, I think we could say, because, really, I'm only interested in being right. Yeah. Uh, no, not much to my chagrin. Yeah. I'm glad that he, that he gets the shot to start. And, you know, after all this time... After all the like hemming and hawing about what he is and what he's gonna be and mm-hmm. picking him over Cindergard if that's what really sort of happened and everybody following him since he was a seventeen year old you know drafted out of high school mm-hmm. yeah you probably gotta give him this fucking shot right I mean yeah. uh, though I you know I was very big into like hey maybe they'll end up sending him to Buffalo but uh, they did not do that which is good I think um, it's good for him. It's I'm okay for, with it, I guess. Yeah. It's good for them not treating them like sacks of meat, <laughs> um, which is nice. I don't know. I'm pro-meat sack, I think. You are pro-meat sack? Yeah. Well, they treat a lot of them like sacks of meat. You know, Drew Hutchison, opening day starter, as we were just saying. Mm-hmm. He has been meat sacked quite a bit. Yes. He uh, Remember when they sent him down over the off yeah, break? that's right. To get yeah. him out of there? Yeah. Uh, that's nice. Screw you, is what that says. But yeah, uh, he's in. He's a starter. Uh, which is which is cool. I think. Where do they say they're going to slot him in? I saw somebody. I think it's going to be third. I think it's going to be. Oh, it's him and then Dicky, right? I think it's Stroman, Dicky, Sanchez, Hap, and then Estrada will come back, ideally against the Red Sox. They were saying. Uh, I like that. I think. I think not enough times. Uh, you know, even though it's just one series, not enough times. I think last year they they uh, had the opportunity 
to maybe use the Dickie effect in terms of like in a series, like like don't pitch Dickie in the last game of the series, like let mm, yeah, you yeah. know let Aaron you know facing Aaron Sanchez tough enough as it is, but maybe there's a little you know marginal thing you can get out of that having him come out the next day after uh, they had to face Dickie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think that's how that's gonna go. I don't know if they've said that officially, but I think that's sort of what everybody has been talking about. I do like that idea. I mean, last year's team for all intents and purposes, was not a hard-throwing staff. Not right? so there much, was, no. I mean, yeah. not not many pitchers are, throw as hard as Aaron Sanchez, obviously. But even, like, Drew Hutchinson was probably the hardest thrower on the team last last year. Yeah. Hardest starter, the guy taking a regular turn. Uh, Strowman doesn't, obviously doesn't throw that hard. But he throws pretty hard, though. He throws pretty hard, of course. But, he's, you know, he's a legit... Yeah, but no, but, you know, Estrada doesn't, and Dickey and Burley obviously didn't. Uh, and then whatever other garbage they threw out there. For a while, didn't you know? Yeah, they did pretty good and not throwing out garbage last year. That's probably how they won ninety three games. Well, well, they eventually traded for a guy, as I seem to recall. Yes, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, Hutchison was around a while. Dan Norris for a while. They yeah, did, how many they times did, did throw Dan out Norris some start? garbage? Though he only started a few times, though. This is true, but uh, who are Matt the, Boyd like, started once. He's in Triple A. He yeah. didn't make the Tigers. Yeah, there there were some other there were some other terrible starters that. Uh, but they well, ended up having to throw out. There. Their whole thing was that they were healthy, remember. The Blue Jays were very healthy last year, especially in the pitchers. So it wasn't like one of those years, which they had a thousand of them, that they went, you know, ten names deep in their starting pitching power, you know, depth chart. You you say that. I mean, I don't think they did for, like, multiple, multiple starts. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just pulling it up right now. So that's why I'm talking to delay the fact that I'm just pulling it up. They did have a lot of guys. Uh, uh, Felix Dubron started four times. Scott Copeland started three. Boyd two. Todd Redman one. Right. So those are those are those are the garbage names Todd, that we were not coming up with. Todd Redman. Uh, what else is going on? The, the fourth outfielder. Yeah, Zeke. As I really hope nobody ever calls him. Honest to fucking god, what is it about Ezekiel <laughs> Carrera? I don't get it. They really like him, I guess. Yeah. Somebody does. I think I think the I think the guys in the room like him. Which, That's the impression I get. You and I were talking about this earlier because we were, as we mentioned before, watching this Cubs Mets game, and uh, Munoz Kawasaki <laughs> yeah. uh, has completely won over the Cubs fan base. Oh, instantly, yeah. Well, it's they amazing. were chan- the, the other week. They were chanting his name, and then he hit the home run and flipped his bat. It was beautiful. Uh, and then you that made me remember that. They had Kawasaki sitting on the bench and in the dugout, even though he wasn't on the <laughs> roster. Yeah. You know, Darwin Barney, he went the hell home. Yeah. Lunar Kawasaki was there jumping around. Constantly. He's keeping keeping the boys, you know, keeping the boys. Uh, he knows where his bread's buttered. He cannot say that he doesn't know where his bread's buttered. No, it's true. Uh, but yeah, Zeke, I mean... Who, Look, else, I mean, who else was it going to be, I guess? Siciliani had a really great spring. He's got an option. It's like, do you want to... Do you want to... Well... It's it's not that big a deal, but like, do you want to potentially lose Zeke uh, by picking Siciliani and then having Zeke be uh, exposed to the waivers or whatever you know whatever that process would mm, be? Sure. Uh, would anyone take him? I doubt it. I mean, like they probably could have they probably could have rewarded Siciliani and been fine. But I mean, they're they're uh, they're conscious of maintaining depth. They worked really hard off all off season to. To provide a level of depth that we have not seen in this, you know, in this organization for a really long time. Not that it's good depth, you know. They would rather, you know, high ceiling prospects with at least a floor that 
that is you know passable as their depth but in absence of that which mm-hmm. is totally in absence of the, you know the higher levels for the jays yeah they got a bunch of guys who aren't going to be aren't going to kill you or not going to be good but you know having a Matt Dominguez is uh is a nice thing. They picked up Jesus Montero, who's trash, but whatever. Total trash. But maybe he he'll get something out of that. hot trash. I put this in a daily deuce this week uh, at, at uh, BlueJaysNation.com, throwing a plug in there. Uh, like, I, it's, it's, it drives me nuts. Wilner talks, you know, talks in OPS all the time. It's like, well, he had like a 900 OPS. I'm like, in the PCL with a like 400 Babbitt. Like, that's it's third time around. <laughs> yeah, that's slightly different. That number is kind of... Entirely meaningless. Uh, so yeah, I think you got all those hits, homeboy. They all count. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, but no, they have they have some nice stuff. They you know Dominic Brown, Junior Lake, uh, Dominic Brown, who we talked about last week, which was the first time anyone had mentioned his name. I think in about a month. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, kind of a guy kicking around. I uh, mean, nobody has catchers. Uh, <laughs> they got, they got rid of the guy who fucking hit Hutchison in the back of the head, which is. Uh, he was out. Of, he's out of options. He was, he, he was that, was, that was happened. That was going to happen anyway. I didn't. I didn't see. Is he? I don't know. Uh, did they just? Uh, did he accept an they assignment? Still, he, he still has a couple. Still a couple days, right? He's got yeah, like five days or ten days or whatever. The fact about the fact of the matter is, I don't care. No, it's of no consequence whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but they do have some guys. They like got Tony Sanchez down there. Yeah. In terms of so, catching depth. Yeah. So the point being, you don't work that hard to get all that depth, and then. Now, I don't know how fucking hard it is to be like, hey, Tony Sanchez, take a minor league deal. But you don't get all that depth and then immediately you know, start pissing it away because you think that, well, the opening day roster, that's going to be, that's the that's it for the rest of the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, Siciliani, and I think this is what Gibbons said about Hutchison. He's like, oh, he's going to be, you know, you have to say this, but he's going to be a contributor for us. He's going to do something for us. And, you know, like we like we said, even though the Jays had remarkable health last year, four fucking starts to Felix Dubron. Mm. Three more to Copeland, two to Matt Boyd. Like you know, having a Hutchison down there, uh, he is going to be able to come in and help them out. They do have a lot of depth, and that's something that I wanted to talk about. And it's it's a little unusual. It's not. Uh, I, I mean, it's a luxury to have depth, to not have to go to the Dubron and things like that. When you can, I mean, the the guys who are the quad A guys, the triple A guys, they're no great shakes. It's not like you're looking forward yeah. to counting on Scott <laughs> Diamond or no. or Wade LeBlanc or whoever else is farting around down there. But Chad Jenkins, poor Chad Jenkins, is out of options mm-hmm. uh, after like just over and over going <laughs> up and down through the minor leagues. Was he the Was he the Mike Trout draft? Was yeah. he the guy they took in that draft? Sure was. Yeah, uh, the Angels that year drafted. <laughs> they drafted Trout. They drafted Tyler Skaggs. Who's very good. They drafted. There was somebody else that they drafted that was like, "Are you kidding me?" That like all those guys in one year. So oh, it's crazy. And then the Jays, of course, drafted Chad Jenkins. Yeah, the Jays. The J- Two thousand and nine draft. The Two thousand and nine draft, twentieth overall. The Jays twenty ten draft was pretty good. Yeah, that was the Sanchez Syndergaard draft. And then there's a couple other guys out of that. Pompey out of that draft. We've maybe? talked about this before about the Syndergaard thing and about how we, I don't think that the uh, Mets are getting enough credit for making him a good pitcher. Oh, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. They did, look, I mean, because he he was a top prospect, but Jacob Degrom wasn't, and now Jacob Degrom's amazing. Matt Harvey was pretty good, I guess, before, but but yeah. Anyway, 
the roster is uh, taking shape. I don't love Carrera. He, f- the, the, if they, if, no, the, if no. the boys, if the boys <laughs> like him, like having him around, they like somebody who can play center field and right field as well. I mean, it's like if great if somebody gets hurt, it's not like Carrera is going to get every day at bats. You know, they're going to look to Pompey. You know, I don't think that you know Pompey is not on the t- Pompey's not on the team because they wanted to play every day. Are we Carrera, doing this now? Carrera's that guy. Are you going to make me do this now? Yeah, go for it. So if San, if, if Jose Bautista <laughs> gets hurt, yeah, if Jose Bautista gets hurt, you think it's they bring up Pompey mm. and you, now you've got what Pompey, Pilar, and Saunders in your, in your starting outfield. Uh, what else? What are their other options at that point? What is? How does Dominic Brown look at that point? I think you know. <laughs> Dominic Brown, sure. I think you know the real answer to who they're going to call up. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got to get him on the phone first. Mm-hmm. Travis Snyder. <laughs> Travis Snyder's coming to, he's coming to save the goddamn day. He's going to get on his bacon-laden horse. He could uh, cl- Probably other meats as well because they do not clash. They tend not to clash. Yeah. He, uh, he was cut by the Royals, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Royals are a juggernaut. You can't expect a scrub like <laughs> like Travis Snyder to make the goddamn Royals. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm all in. Travis Snyder is the holdover this year so that they can sign Eric Thames in the offseason when he comes over, comes back from Korea. It's, it's all coming together. I got together. it all figured Going out. Full circle. And all it is, it's just one victory for the Blue Jays player development machine after another. One after another. Uh, the other big thing I think that we oh the J sorry before we move, the Jays twenty ten draft also Sean Nolan who is trash and uh, I don't he, think he made the Brewers uh, Sam Dyson I, I I don't remember whatever happened to that guy uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was and that's also the draft where we like to pretend that the Jays uh, are 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 you know savants at oh, it oh for drafting Chris picked, Bryant they picked Chris Bryant and didn't sign him yet. um the Blue Jays named their closer. And they named their closer Roberto Osuna. Much to the delight of Roberto Osuna. <laughs> Pretty much exclusively, yeah. <laughs> to, I don't think there's anybody else who's, who's into that other than Roberto Osuna. Uh, definitely not, but definitely to the chagrin of Drew Storen. How do, you, how do you feel his dad feels about that? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he blocked me on Twitter for never tweeting at him and maybe... Not even being that, I've been much meaner to much better players than Drew Storen <laughs> uh, on on Twitter dot com. But uh, I really... Kyle Matt is it Kyle Matt that wrote about it today? It's kind of a yeah. death a death of uh, not a little progressive thinking uh, because Drew Storen is less flexible. Drew Storen made a big mm. deal about well, once I went to the eighth inning, I was pitching in weird times and I wasn't ready, and he whined about it. Yeah. Basically, yeah, and he was kind of trash because he was so bad. Yeah, he was like well, oh, he, was... earlier in his career, I think he's like behind the former Rafael Soriano, former Blue Jay Rafael yeah. Soriano, proud Blue Jay Rafael Soriano. <laughs> I think that you know he worked in the eighth inning and had very good seasons. He know? was good then, yeah. though. But now he's bad. That's the thing. I did kind of like the idea of you know him just having his personal folding chair that he brings out to the bullpen, and just waits till the ninth inning, and just sort of eases his way through a clean inning, and then you let Osuna, who just you know. It, it's a bit romantic, and it's like it's 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 not my it's a bias. I'm sure it it didn't work plenty of times, but it just feels like last year he would come into like other people's messes and clean them up and be a fucking boss, and it was great. 
And I would like to see more of that and not more clean ninth innings, though he could still do that a little bit. One of the reasons that he, uh, you believe that is because he is, in fact, a boss. <laughs> yeah. He's great. And there's a lot of uh, people thinking that he is capable of doing more than pitching just the ninth, doing more than just the kind of boring-ish, you know, closer shit where he just shows up in three-run lead. Really? It really seemed... Like, just perfect makes perfect sense. Have uh, have Drew Storen come in and pitch the clean ninth. The, Easy. Because the ninth is the trash. Like, that whole idea of the ninth inning closer is sort of antiquated and sort of yeah. garbage. And uh, Drew Storen is all of those things, too. And it, it worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. But now he can't, I wrote that he, he can't, he can't fail up into that role. That's the, you know, you know, you usually, you know, we talk about, about how the, the roster is, isn't is set, you know, mm-hmm. in stone right now. But Osuna's not going to lose his fucking job. Uh, you know, it, I, theoretically it's possible. But, I mean, it's going to be tough for Storin to manage to make his way into the rightful spot, which is the closer spot. Especially because, and I've just had this uh, little pet theory that I'm going to launch onto the world here. The reason that they named Roberto Osuna the, the closer was because they didn't want to have to pick between Storin or Cecil. Two mm. free agents. They don't want to have to worry about these guys fighting over saves and fighting over games finished and stuff like that. Because if, if, you, if you and I were wow. just talking about like the ba- actual power rankings of relievers or the depth chart, Cecil's above Storin. For sure. Because Cecil's much, much, much better. <laughs> yep. Much Way better. Way better. Not, and would you, you know, <laughs> I, I'm... I have. So, I mean, San, if Sanchez, if they'd put him in the bullpen, he's ahead of Storin too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, Drew Storin has been known to strike a batter out or two from time to time. So I think this is you and I. We've so easily talked ourselves out of Drew Storin. A little bit. Uh, yeah. That's got... probably why his dad unfollowed you or blocked you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Nats fans that I follow just delight. <laughs> they revel in his any misery that is visited yeah. upon him. Uh, I think it was probably because of the two different playoff series that he single-handedly lost. The could Washington have to do. Could have something to do with that. Fuck. But I remember one of those. One of those was on Canadian Thanksgiving, as I recall. That was like I the five-run lead against. There were five-run lead it was like a huge lead against the Cardinals in Game Five. That was 2012. Yeah, I remember like watching at my like ex-girlfriend's grandparents' place. Like, never met them before, and we're like, "Oh, we're we're bonding over baseball." Oh my God, this insane meltdown is happening. <laughs> this is great. I have something to talk about. This is wonderful. It uh, was great, and <laughs> the Giants went on to win the World Series. But you know, you say. I mean, that's an interesting theory about Cecil and Storin. Not true. Games. It's not. I don't well, I mean, here. given said that it's about familiarity, which you know, who knows? You know, Gibby likes his guys. Was he familiar last year when they gave him the job? Yeah, Twenty fucking know. years old. <laughs> or Miguel Castro when he gave him that job. Uh, though, what I would what I would pivot off that to say is, it's maybe and maybe I'm reading way too much into it. Maybe it's a, it, to, my first inclination is it could be. Indicative of how the front office sort of defers to the field manager on some of that stuff, because because mm-hmm. uh, immediately I think uh, fucking Wedgie being uh, Cleveland's manager and them being a progressive front office and him being just a goddamn dinosaur idiot, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and maybe you know maybe maybe they're just like eh, it's Gibby's team. If this is how he really wants to do it, then we're gonna mm. put more weight to that than. Than the more sensible option of going to Drew Storen in that spot. And if Osuna wants to do it and it makes him happy, and if that makes him perhaps pitch a little bit better, 
who cares? They Would do like to have see a Cecil, few extra right? innings out of him, but I think they'll. Yeah. I think he'll still get four, especially if the yeah, the, you know, especially if Storin ends up pitching in the eighth. I'm sure he'll get a bunch of four out saves. Absolutely. Uh, whereas that's something that um, that's something that uh, Storin was not going to do, right? He was not going to get four yeah. out saves. Not unless they're complete idiots. I don't think he'd pitched one since 2013. I think that's he'd pitched crazy. like two since 2012 or since the start of 2012. Like. The Nationals are a fucking joke. They're they're torching the legacy of the fine Montreal Expos. They they're they garbage. just fall ass backwards into these talented guys, and they somehow manage to fuck them up. They really do. Speaking of something here, actually, to go back, uh, baseball reference. Uh, I'm just looking at the 2010 draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Sanchez is uh, seven tenths of a win uh, ahead of Noah Syndergaard. Career WAR. Interesting. Yeah. See how that um, goes at the end of this yeah, year. Yeah, let's. Did I draft Noah Syndergaard <laughs> in the second round of my of my fantasy team, fantasy draft? After I pledged I wasn't going to draft a single pitcher before the tenth, <laughs> I did. I did do that. He is not not fun to watch. He's ridiculous. as long as you can put out of your mind who he's throwing to one and how they both fucking got there. Eh, I'm not sorry about that. I know it's fine. Gotta love those innings. Here's a question. I know they made I, the playoffs last year. I know they made the playoffs while Syndergaard and the other guy were playing in the World Series. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh. Here's a question. I know that's not my job to set the agenda. I had a poll. I don't even know what I didn't answer this. I had a poll this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, BlueJaysNation.com. Yeah. Goddamn shill. I'm saying it. Uh, about okay, like you know, people are saying there was a thing. I think Bob Elliott or. or or maybe it was even Ken Rose. Somebody, somebody like talked to scouts who, you know, just found the drunkest, like most ridiculous, like high on Aaron Sanchez scouts possible, and and were yeah. just lathering him up. Uh, and and people are like, are like, oh, he's not their number five starter. He's their number one starter, and which you know, like ridiculous stuff like that. Like get out of fucking lefty first. And uh, <laughs> but I, but I I asked I asked the people. Uh, who is the who is the fifth best starter among the Jays' starting five? They all said Dickey. They all said Jay Happ. They're fucking idiots. I thought that they might be. Idiots they're idiots. Also. No, they're yeah. not idiots. They're wrong. <laughs> they're they are straight up wrong. Uh, even I would not. You know, Jay. I, mean, I got I got this. I, I got. I there's lot there's lots to not like about Jay Happ, especially if you ignore the last half of last year. Yeah. He's pretty all right though. He's a fine starter. You know what we're going to do? Especially Aaron Sanchez, get it a lefty. We're going to take a break. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back, and I had set a little thing up of true or false. Hmm. And we've already now teased one of the questions. So we're going to get into it. 2016 Blue Jays season, true or false. Coming up on this edition of Birds All Day.
Okay, so we kind of teased it in the last segment uh, as we rambled onto this topic of J-Hat. But I think we're going to do a little, have a little gimmick segment to kick off the 2016 season. Uh, because it begins just, just, just uh, a few days away. Games in Montreal. Yeah. Which is fun. Everyone seems to have a really good time. Uh, who are they playing this time? It'll be the Boston Red Sox. All right, the Boston Red Sox. That'll be fun. Literally, literally equidistant to the the city. Really? Yeah, they're pretty much. I Google mapped it when they announced it. I'm like, oh, Fenway, Fenway to the Big O is almost like to the kilometer the same as uh, Big O to Rogers Center. Awesome. Well, that's uh, great. Which you know what that means? A lot of fucking. 18 to to 21 year old or 18 to 20 year old mass hole idiots who yeah. who are happy to be in a pro, to go to a province for for a, where they can drink. We've covered this. Red Sox fans, you know, would you travel to watch a last place team? That's no. What are you, city supporters in the 90s? Like, eh, we're in Division Three, 30,000 people. True or false? <laughs> Oasis liked them, so they did. It's true. True or false? This is the first one. <clears throat> this is the first question that I will ask that is related to the conversation we are having before. True or false, Jay Happ is the best starter on the Toronto Blue Jays by wins above replacement. Say Fangraphs wins above replacement. Um, for the, in the 2016, 2016 season? 2016 season. I think that's false. Yeah. I do think that's false. I think Marcus Stroman is better. Mm-hmm. I think the, you know, the, the non-FIP guys have no chance, even though they might be better by like RA9 war. Mm-hmm. If you believe in Marco Estrada, which mm-hmm. I really would like to, this guy you got you like rooting for, especially especially because he's he's here for two fucking years, two too. two years, oh yeah, Jay Happ's here for three. I, I really hope Hap's not garbage too. Uh, at least it's only three. <laughs> at least he's not paying a thirty-six year old for six more years, hundred and fifty fucking million dollars. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going with false. I'm going with true. Huh? I'm going to say yeah. true. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the fans are doing it wrong. The people the, have spoken incorrectly. No, he is... Uh, I really think that's a, like a pretty egregious misreading of his talent. And I, I agree. I, I also... I did specify FIP because uh, you said it. You alluded to it. You said... Because, you know, Estrada mm-hmm. and Dickey are like FIP. They, they are not meant for that. That is not where their skill set lies. Yeah. But... I am unconvinced that Marcus Stroman is not is not one of those guys. Maybe mm, as well. Okay. With his quick pitch bullshit and like we talked about, I guess it was last week about don't get bored of being good. Yeah. Screwing yeah. around, ground balls, ground balls, ground balls. Not going to strike enough guys out. You figure. That's my fear that he's not going to strike enough guys out, and the home runs. You know, maybe they'll bother him a little bit. He kind of got hit a little bit. You know, in the playoffs even he wasn't. Striking everybody out, he give up some hits, give up some home runs. Yeah, his, yeah, his defense didn't help him in the playoffs. Sometimes. Didn't they? Sometimes. You don't remember that Kevin Pillar <laughs> thing where he left that big skid mark across the outfield? Par for the course. Superman. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's a very good point. I think. And I think I don't think that Hap is going to pitch, you know, like David Price, like he did when he was a Pirate, yeah, playing in an enormous ballpark with a great defense behind him. But he does have a great defense behind him again. He does. And I... Just don't look in the corner outfield spots. I'm happy to believe that the knowledge... Or if you work in a job, you'll hear people say the word learnings a lot. Which I fucking <laughs> hate. 
It is not a real word. Nope, not even close. We took learnings. Oh, and we'll get the learnings. Learnings! Learnings! Anyway, was, hopefully J. Happ took yeah. the learnings from Ray Searage, and he'll, he'll, uh, he'll move forward with that knowledge and that confidence to work with his four-seamer to throw up in the zone and you know, be a better pitcher. You know who has some Ray Searage learnings also is probably Russell Martin. He does. So that, that could probably help. Uh, the thing I keep coming back to with Hap, and it's a bit cherry picking ish, mm-hmm. but you know there was the year I think it was, there was the year that he was like the Jays' best pitcher until he got hit in the fucking head and fucked up his knee simultaneously, mm-hmm. and then sort of well, he came back. He got he, hit in the head with a line drive. Yeah, and then he came back, and it took a little while before things clicked a bit again, and that's where maybe I'm being a fucking bullshit asshole about it but 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 by the end of that season he was pretty good again and i can i could grant that uh, there are some mitigating circumstances to some of the less you know less good performance than that yeah. year. that's maybe breaking it down too much into like monthly segments and then i think the year after that as well i think in the second half of 2014 he was pretty good uh and he struggled out of the gate but he also missed you know a bunch of spring training uh, I think he had a tight back or something like that, and he came back and wasn't great off the start, and then eventually found his groove and was and was a better pitcher than people remember. I think that's the big thing is that people think he is. People trash. think he's so bad. Yeah, he's, people don't think yeah. don't remember or seem to forget that he throws like ninety four miles an hour. He's enormous. He's like not. He, he's a huge guy. Throws hard. He's left handed. That will play. That'll play for a long time. Uh, they they remember they seem to remember the really bad starts and don't remember any of the good ones or any of the effective ones or any of like the three four starter ones where he just kind of went out there yeah. gave up a few runs pitched five or six innings whatever was fine that and that was I think the vast majority of those starts I don't know why I don't mm-hmm. he's one of those guys where I don't know why but people I think you're exactly right they don't remember how good he was or that or even the, or that he, had, he wasn't he has awful. that capability to be good. And if the Pirates were able to unlock that or instill that confidence in him, I'm, I'm ready to believe it. I'm ready to believe it, and I'm also trying as hard as I can to be realistic about Marcus Stroman and about Marcus Stroman's track record and about what Marcus Stroman has done and may or may not be capable of doing. Realistic. Yeah, but what would Stroman's track record be if he didn't fuck up his knee? What would Stroman's track record be? It'd be, be pretty if... fucking good. I'm so <laughs> so guilty of measuring... You are. Using his track record, measuring it in terms of its girth, <laughs> its uh, bulk. Incorrect. All right, uh, next one. Track record doesn't measure heart. <laughs> track record doesn't measure war. Yeah. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion will, will register 502 plate appearances as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays in 2016. 502 plate appearances is what gets you uh, qualified for the batting title. Is Edwin Encarnacion going to be... I'm not even talking about the quality. Is he going to be healthy? I, which, is I, a, which is a really fair question to ask. Is he going to be healthy, I think, is a different question than is he going to get 502 plate appearances? Because I say true on the number, but I think he'll probably have to battle through a bunch of shit to do it. Because that seems to be how that goes for him. He has not... He's never failed, he's never failed to get 502 plate appearances since 2010 when he got sent down. When he got sent down to the minor leagues, when when the Jays played in Las Vegas, when uh, might I remind you, he hit 438, 486, 781. That was his slash line. That's good for a 224 weighted runs created plus there in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, what's the OPS though? 
That that OPS I'm gonna have. <laughs> that's about a thirteen. It's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty no. good. Uh, yeah, it's almost thirteen. It's like a Barry Bonds OPS, which is just so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, twelve sixty seven. Um, I worry. I worry. Oh, I wouldn't know. Maybe he's, maybe, he's okay, gotta get on. paid. Come on. No, I don't worry. <laughs> exactly. He's gonna get paid, so he's gonna be out there playing, gutting it out. Gutting it out with all of the drugs that they can legally cram into their body and cortisone shots and whatever they might be. He'll be out there. He had, it, like, October was not over yet. And he had a fucking surgery for a sports hernia last year. And he played through that fucked up finger. Mm-hmm. And he was, besides Joey, Bo- Joey Votto, the best hitter in baseball over the second half. Uh, He's a lunatic. He, he is. And they're, you know... It's the sample's not so big that we can just assume that it's like, oh, he he always gets hurt and he always finds a way to get to exactly the same, you know, level of production, but sometimes he's bad at the start and sometimes he's bad in the middle and some, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we could just assume that that's always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. But he does But he does it. He gets he he, he he's really fucking good. Didn't he have was it in May? He had like a 15 home run month or something. Paul He's just got like those that. great eyes for the man in white out in the center field. <laughs> you can just see him so perfectly well. and that's, It uh, is important to have yeah. strong vision if you're going to be a ball player. <laughs> yeah. uh, next one. So you were going to say yes. I'm, I'm saying say true yes that, well. yeah. Uh, true or false. Troy Tulowitzki will post a 120 weighted runs created plus. So that means that hit, that league average will be 20% worse than his offensive production in 2015. 20 to 16, wherever we are now. Yeah. That's a good that's a good spot to have stuck the over under, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh if you if you just said if you just said one twenty five, I think I would have been like, no, probably not. I probably can't say that. Interesting that you picked that number. One fifteen, I would have said, sure, he can mm-hmm. do that. So um I don't know. I mean last year obviously it wasn't as good, but he's got that sweet leg kick now. He that's does. gonna change he it looked, all. That's gonna change everything. And he looked like a million bucks in spring training. He did look really good. Uh, he is a career 123 weighty runs created plus uh, hitter. Uh, last year he was 100. Yeah. 2012 he was 113, and I think he has another year somewhere in there. Oh yeah, 2006 he was a kid, like a child. Yeah. And he was bad. I mean, just just to be an asshole and, and to be an optimistic fuckface. Uh, yeah. Of course he's gonna do it. He's gonna fucking blow the doors off. Well, Are you kidding think, me? Here's the thing with Troy Tulowitzki, and I think this is this is worth discussing. Like this is you know honest. Steamer projections project him to have 107. They got him at 256, 330, yeah. 436, which is yeah, still it's good. Big, it's a big fucking steamer right there. <laughs> it's a Cleveland. St- <laughs> uh, Zips has him at 110. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fangraphs with their depth charts and all the different. Their own kind of internal stuff, or I don't know. So that's somebody else's. One hundred nine. Mm-hmm. So they have him being an above average hitter, very much above average shortstop, mm-hmm. but not what we would have come to expect from Troy Tulowitzki. Now take this for what it's worth, but there are fifty fans, Fangraphs readers or users, who have entered projections for Troy Tulowitzki. They have him at a one twenty four. Hmm. Way to run creative plus. Fans of which team, I wonder. You can never quite <laughs> tell. Uh, another big striking difference is the, they also can project playing time. The fans, in addition to being more bullish on his production, they're more bullish on his ability to stay on the field. Strange. Strange. <laughs> well, I'm, but I'm joining them. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm so ready to join them. 
Uh, I think that's striking, and I think it is important to maybe be realistic about a, about a guy of his age, a guy whose numbers did what they did last year, and and you know the kind of the what that trend suggests. There's other people who are worried about his getting a bit pull crazy, you know, not walking anymore. Pull crazy. Out, pull everything. Fuck sell that. Out, sell out for power. Sell uh, out for power. You're playing in the, in the fucking dome. Yeah, exactly. It worked for Josh Donaldson. Yeah, he's pretty good too. So, I would say, I'm going to take the under. I think that's probably the smart play. But I think it's going to be like a 119 or something like that. Uh, that would be nice. Although... But, uh, but like you say, I mean, still such a valuable player if he just hits what those projections are. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's a three-win guy. Yeah. If he hits those the fan project projections of like 124, which again, so that 124 is like, that's pretty good. That's like way up there. He was 170 <laughs> in 2014. Yeah, that's true. He's really good. 140 in 2013. Like, he's ridiculous. It's like a five-win guy waiting to happen. Would like to see that, especially because there's what, like, like uh, seventy-eight million dollars left to owe to him over the next four years, something like that. As long as he can still hang defensively, it almost doesn't matter. But it totally matters. It does matter a little <laughs> bit. It does matter a little. Because I mean, even like his predecessor, you could count him for like stolen bases and stuff, where like. Oh, I argued quite a lot about the value of that guy, who I am very glad is not, no longer on this oh, team. <laughs> Next, Aaron Sanchez will make 20 starts for the Blue Jays in 2016. True or false? I will say that's... I want to I'm, I'm go with the fans again. Against what's probably my better judgment and say that that's true. I mean, I don't think they're going to rush him into the bullpen as quickly as people sort of think. Uh, unless he's bad, which I still think that there's a decent chance that he's bad. You know, they're really believing a lot in 20 innings of spring training where he stopped walking guys and started striking more guys out and, mm -hmm. and didn't face any tough lefties where, you know, <laughs> you look at what he's been and those things are, are problems, you know. Uh, I like the idea that he put on some, you know, muscle and and his, and that's helped his delivery. But am I ready to just like swallow that and and say mm -hmm. he's gonna be, you know, the best starter on the team? No, I'm not. But I, I don't know. I think they're they're pretty deep into this at this point. So I'll say sure he gets to 20 starts. I think he'll be good enough that he can get there. The only reason, the only way he doesn't get to 20 starts, I think, is if he's hurt. Yeah, I think, I think even if he's true. bad. They got. They're gonna have to let him get that many. Real close, if not, yeah. He like for sure, because he would have to be so bad. He would have to be so bad. He would have to be like Aaron Sanchez in twenty fifteen bad as a starter. Yeah. If they were gonna take him out of the rotation, and even like Aaron Sanchez at the start of twenty fifteen, and well, I think that's, that's I mean. and I think that's probably well because he seemed to start to start to figure it out. That's sort of at least how the narrative goes at the. Uh, right before he got injured. He figured it out and that his walks and strikeouts were equal? Yeah, he figured it out. No, over the course, if you look at over the course of starts, I think his, you know, the walk numbers... He had one the, good the, one towards the basically end. Basically, that's basically what, is, what everybody's <laughs> hanging this whole thing on. Uh, but they let him get that far at that point, too, you know. And, and, and I think that that is probably 
going to drive though maybe with the new regime that doesn't have you know the same sort of uh memory of that that, that'll change but i think you know for a guy like john gibbons uh the fact that he it did seem to click at least for that one start probably (laughs) but sort of you know the signs were there a little bit before that Mm -hmm. uh the promise of that the potential of that is probably going to let them uh let him you know go out there a bit longer than uh then maybe somebody else would get the opportunity to. So, yeah, I think that makes it a little bit easier. I remember there was a year when Gibbons just fucking ran Josh Towers into the ground when he was just, he was just so bad. They had literally nothing else. I mean, when you have Josh Towers in your rotation, you obviously don't have anything else. But I do remember, I do remember there was like a five-game stretch where it's like, what are they doing? He's so bad. Why are they not taking him out yet? No and one. they just kept doing it. No one was ever as more hittable, like... Through strikes, though. Strike thrower. Yeah, yeah, he's a strike thrower. Yeah. Just <laughs> dump it in the strike zone and hope it doesn't come back <laughs> twice as hard as you let go of it. Let's take a little tour around the league real quick. Sure. Uh, true or false, the Red Sox win 90 games. False. Fuck them. False. Fuck them. The, They're really good. I like, they have I like a, lot a lot of, of talent. Yeah, they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of talent. There's a lot of reason to believe that the Red Sox could be good. Uh, there is also... The fact that, like, Pablo Sandoval, it doesn't even matter if he bounces back because he lost his job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so then, that, that that does probably help their case, even though it's it also simultaneously hilarious. There's a lot riding on Clay Buckholes, yeah. Dustin Pedroia, David Ortiz, and Hanley Ramirez in particular. Yep. It's a lot riding on those four guys not getting hurt. And those guys are always hurt. All of them are always hurt. It's a lot of hurt guys. There. If none of them are hurt, they're good. If all those guys are hurt, or at any point some of them are hurt, they're pretty like, trash. Hanley is huge, I think, for them. If Hanley's bad, if Hanley can't hit because he's hurt, because remember, remember last April, Hanley Ramirez was a monster. He yeah. had ten home runs in April. He was you couldn't get him out, and then he got hurt, and then he was bad for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how Hanley's deal is going to be now. Uh, Ortiz seems to be a bit of a slower starter recently, but. Uh, you know, people like to blame the cold air or whatever else, but I don't know. I'm yeah, wary. I'm, I'm wary of the Red Sox. Yeah. I'm not as wary of the Yankees. I, I, they don't have as they don't have any bad players to their credit. The they, Red Sox, the Yankees, the Yankees. Yeah, they. The Red Sox, I think, have a potential to have more bad. But I think Jackie Bradley Jr. could very well be a bad player. No, he, he's figured it out. He could take. He could. <laughs> he is like a, a, a bad, At least he could be a bad hitter. Yes. And and there's a chance that like the Travis Shaw. Yeah. Or the Christian Vasquez. Yeah, every, well, everybody's catcher is going to be garbage, obviously. Yeah, there's a lot of chances all those guys are bad. The Yankees yeah. catcher is not bad. The Jays catcher isn't bad. They're decent hitters. That's true, right? yes. But the Yankees don't have any bad players, but they I have they don't have any ones that are actually really good. Other than, I don't know, Tanakh or the guy, yeah, they're gonna, the that, guy who's going to pitch through a broken hand. <laughs> lunatic. Yeah, they're, the Yankees are going to have to find some uh, find some magic there. And so find a time machine for a few of those guys and they and they could be pretty scary but i don't know carlos beltran really uh killed the jays last year for whatever that's worth but yeah yankees can fuck off too they can they can fuck off so hard uh <laughs> the other question um even year bullshit look at that right there on the screen there are three flags, 2010, 2012, 2014. We have flipped to the Giants. The Giants and A's are playing a game at, uh, at AT&T Park. Jeff Smarget is on the mound, and he 
up until that pitch that he just <laughs> threw was dealing. Yeah, it was he's fine. He looks good. That's a that's Denard a West Park. That's a there. West Park. We're fine. And that weather, that air is gonna yeah. keep everything in. Uh is even even your bullshit gonna keep going? No, fuck that. No? The Giants are pretty good, but no. They are pretty good. I'll take the field. That's how how very daring of you. <laughs> uh, I'll maybe think of one more. Uh, are any more? You got any for me? Any true false? Put you on the spot because I ran out of questions. Yeah, no. Oh God, uh, true or false? True or false? Uh, give it. Let's let's take a Michael Saunders one. Let's work out a Michael Saunders one. Michael Saunders. I can take the over on games played from this year to last year. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, or maybe even maybe maybe. The other side of that coin is how many games does Dalton Pompey play? Does Dalton Pompey get into 50 games? I don't think he gets into 50 games. I hope he doesn't get into 50 games. I would love... Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I would not be the end of the world. Does Travis Snyder get into 50 games? Oh, fuck, here's hoping. No. Uh, here's another question for you. This this one has a bit of a more of a... Is Justin Smoke on the team at the end of the year? Hmm. So when the playoffs start, or when if there's meaningful baseball in September, is Justin Smoke partaking? If they had like any other left-handed bats, I would be more inclined to be like, yeah, maybe, maybe who cares? Mm. Uh, they paid him what four million dollars this year? Yeah, I guess uh, so. yeah. I don't see them. I, I, I think he's still there. I think he's there. I think Gibbons kind of likes him. I, I, and I am not. <laughs> do you like? Do you think Chris Colabello has a 400 BABIP again this year? He just puts the bat on the ball. <laughs> I I he love puts the, the bat on the ball and hits a, has a higher batting average on balls in play than on base percentage. I, That's <laughs> totally normal. I, I I love the story. I really want Colabello to succeed. I think uh, uh, March Spiro was saying that it's a it's a really it's it's an amazing group in terms of like their stories. You know, there sure he are did, a shitload. He singled out. He singled out smoke. Smoke has pedigree. Strowman. Everybody else is like guys who just bounced around, who were not drafted high, were not regarded high, and sort of remade themselves. Like literally, it was Tulo, obviously, as well. Mm-hmm. But like pretty much everybody on this team. I guess, where, where was Martin drafted? I don't even remember that. Well, he, he wasn't was even jun- drafted as a catcher. He's a junior college guy. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of incredible uh, the group that they have. It's interesting that he would sing or you signaled out smoke. Mm-hmm. Smoke has nothing but no, literally nothing. Literally but nothing that, yeah. but he is like he's big and he's a switch hitter and he plays first base. Must be good. Look at that. He looks good in the uniform. Like there's Colabello or Smoke is the ultimate looks good in the uniform guy. I think because he, even when he was he had one good year in the minor leagues. His his weighted runs created plus last year, which I, powered by his slugging percentage because it was like a hundred, right? He was basically no. Average. I think he was better than that. I think Not he was much. better than I thought. Well, you and I talked about this last year, and I made it was one hundred seven. Okay, and okay yeah, you're slugging. <laughs> so, so you know that's what you wanted your first baseman. But I, I also think that that is kind of speaks to how like actually bad that he might be hmm. because I think that last year when you looked at the way the Jays used him and the way that he performed given those chances. He, it would be hard to ask for much more. Like, how much better do you think Justin Smoke would be than he was last year? He had a 240 ISO, which is, like, good? Yeah. Yeah. He, he never even hit for that much power in the minor leagues. He hit for that much punter in his second time through AAA uh, in the PCL. 
He had a 240 uh, ISO. 18 home runs, bro. You can't take those away. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And I, I think, you know, as soon as the playoffs start, started, it was basically, oh, Caldwell is the first baseman now. Well, he made that one play. He, he did and not look out like of place. And, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure the pitchers were like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, again, this is really telling. Again, I think that Gibby or whomever, they did such a good job of, like, recognizing he's a switch hitter, but he's not. He's a platoon guy. Uh, he's very much as a 2012. Uh, Justin Smoke had 132 played in 132 games, 535 played appearances. 2013, 131 games, 521 played appearances. Last year, 132 games, 328 <laughs> played appearances. That's, uh, that's that's really telling. And, and again, and, and he performed almost as well as you could ever hope. And he's still like basically a replacement level guy because he's a nice first baseman at first base. You know, with the glove, don't give. up. A half a shit about your defense at first base. Really don't. Not on this team. No. Not especially not if you got going sliding and diving around from foul pole to foul pole. Like, I don't give a shit what you can do. I don't care how tall. Fall over range. Uh, I think that he makes he'll survive. I think he will too. But... Unless there's somebody else out there. You know, if there's once, something else. Once the... Justin Morneau gets healthy, is that what you're saying? Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> well when Snyder once, comes once, in. Once uh, oh yeah, once Joey Votto, once the Reds give up and, and they move Votto. That's not even funny. It's not. It's uh, he's such an he's such a monster. He's really, 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 really good. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all we've got time for. We. Uh, Do you know he's Canadian, also. Who? Joey Votto. Yeah, I have heard that. Hmm. Uh, you, you want to talk about contracts? You're you're signing yourself up for like 160 million dollars of that. Sure. I, where do I sign? Take it off. Take it off. Uh, everybody, if you're going to Montreal, enjoy. Have yourself a good time. I know that stadium's out in the middle of nowhere, but uh, go have fun, and then enjoy the season. If you're coming next Friday night, not this Friday night, tomorrow. Yeah, the one when the home opener is. The home opener? Uh, you and I are going to be at uh, the Firkin on King with Dave Cameron of Fangrass. Yeah, I'm right. I don't think there's any panels or anything like that. I, I'm almost for sure there's not. Just come and have a beer. You get a beer with your ticket that you can get uh, wherever. Yeah. On the internet. I don't know who's selling them. I think they're. I, I assume they're sold out. I know the first round. The first round sold out. They they, 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 they moved venues. it to the bigger venue so that more people can come. I'd assume they sold out too, but I I have no idea. Anyway, come if you're in in town. Uh, bring my bring my IX mug if you work for the score. <laughs> They were, it's across the street. Just go in. I'm not going in there. Is it because you got fired? <laughs> I, that's not the word I would use for it. That's the word I would use for yeah, it. That's what happened. I prefer shit. You man. didn't get fired even <laughs> half as much as I did. I definitely did not. There's you got to stay for months and oh, months. I got a victory lap for sure, yeah. I didn't. I got fired. You did, yes. It's okay. I didn't we're, get fired. We're all better people for it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's a pretty good gig at the time. It was. It was a good gig. I don't. I don't. I, I get it. I don't. I. I'm, I'm over it. Let's, yeah. Let's sad ass our way through the, my the end of the podcast. Sad or not sad. Sad or not sad on the podcast that was called "What's the Score" for a <laughs> yeah. glorious day and a half. <laughs> All right. Uh, enjoy the season. Enjoy the. Enjoy the end of spring training. Enjoy opening day because there is. If you are a baseball, even if you're not a baseball fan, uh, for my money, opening day is my favorite day of the year. It's. Uh, it's really cool that the Jays are a part of it. 
ESPN on the deuce, the second of the triple header. If they hadn't fucked up and hung the banner in goddamn October, wow. there'd be something to look forward to. Well, that I mean, that's that's in Tampa. They probably wouldn't raise the banner in Tampa. Well, next Friday. We'll, yeah, we'll, no. But yeah, we'll talk. I, I almost I almost made that point earlier because yeah, what the fuck is that? That was dumb. Yeah, we were. I was. Uh, yeah. Did there nothing else going on that day? Come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, enjoy. We'll be back next time. Hopefully, they haven't lost all the games because then because you know we're gonna come up and be like they wanted over. to do that because of Beeston, right? They want Beeston to be there. And... What is he, Peter Angelos or uh, no uh, fucking Illich? Like every every asinine contract the Tiger signed, it's like Illich doesn't care. He's gonna die before Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera is gonna end up dead before fucking Mike Illich. Well, Illich is a billionaire. I do know that. I just said I just meant they want a beast in there for the banner for the banner to go up. Well, Still in could- place. What? What? They, were they afraid he's going to sleep through the last? If they did it in, in the That's in right. the fall, it's not. The same. It, it, it's not, the it's same. not like you and I going looking for a fucking Ajax mug. You didn't get fired <laughs> from the Blue Jays. All right, for Mister Jones, Jonas, Jonas got my back. Okay. <laughs> for Andrew Stoke, my name is Drew Ferris. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.